Okay. Hey, my name is Phil DeCruz, Cruising with Phil, special edition, War 20 candidates by election 2023. Special guest today is Jessica Hines. Hey, Jessica, how are you doing in your misty kind of atmosphere there? Hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I, don't, I, just, I don't know what's going on with that misty thing. <laughs> you look, it looks good anyways, you know? <laughs> you, know, those whole, you know those all Hollywood movies or like those little series when they both they focus on the, the woman or whatever, they put this like mist around her, you know? And then your face just looks like uh um... yeah, yeah, and the and your eye kind of glitch. Yeah, that's what reminds you of. Yeah, well, that's okay. I can still see ya. So how you doing? How's the how's the uh, campaign going? Oh man, it is going um you know, a little bit stressful. Yeah. Um I don't have like a big team, but you know, there's a, I'm, my background's Jamaican. So there's a saying um, that goes like, uh, we're little, but we're Talawa. So, Talawa. you know, you're mighty. So yeah, yeah. that's, so that's the spirit that I, I have right now. And, and did, the, did the ad help, did the, the ad help you out with the Facebook up for you, for you, for helping out? Did you get any calls? Yeah, I've been getting calls. Um, well, yeah. No, are super generous at their time. So Thank you for your help. Sure. I'll just keep recircling. If you need more help, I'll just keep like Alan Gard and the same thing too. That's great. Wow. I'm glad to help. Yeah, yeah I know it's hard you. to see. Yeah. So we have we met, we talked last night there, the debate there. Good debate and all. What do you think of last night's debate? Oh There's man. Yes. <laughs> I hope I said the right things. Uh well, that was my first time being in that kind of forum. Yeah. Uh, and at first I was just really nervous even just about introducing myself because naturally I, I'm a very like shy person yeah. and so just having to introduce myself sometimes I'm just like I hope I'm not coming off as ignorant or egotistical like I just I just hope that people can see that I'm a genuine person I, and I really do care and respect this role so but I, I think they're really good uh, candidates too that are well, running yeah, you're all great candidates I love it yeah you know what I'll do next time, the next one on Tuesday. If you're gonna get out of your shyness, I'll bring the uh, I bring my highlight beams, my my headlights. Um, that's a year's Jessica. I'll put the lights right on you. You can do <laughs> I'll break your um, shyness. <laughs> all the spotlights. All these cats are going, what's with her all the spotlights, man? <laughs> I'm kidding. Anyways, you want to tell everybody about yourself and your background? Yeah, yeah. So my name's Jessica Hines. Um, I'm raised in Scarborough, but I was born in Toronto. Um, I'm uh, the eldest of six kids uh, to immigrate. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, my parents are from Jamaica and uh, they met here in Canada, you know, that story and, and now I'm here kind of thing. And um, yeah, in terms of Scarborough, I lived in very multiple places uh, throughout Scarborough. Um, I lived at Bertrand Eglinton at one point. I lived at uh, Orr Park in Lawrence. Uh, right now, I live near Agent Court. Uh, my high school is Cedar Break Collegiate. And um, yeah, so I just lived around Scarborough. I, I know Scarborough, honestly, like the back of my hand. Um, I know a lot of people that live in the riding. Uh, they're like, well, you don't live here. You should, you sh you, it's going to be harder for you to run. And, and I definitely understand that. But I think it's also good to have someone that is from like, the, the outside that can also bring in like a fresh new perspective yeah. going on in that specific space and so um, some people ask me too like uh, have you done politics in the past uh, or what is like your affiliations so on and so forth so for me like politics has 
always been in the background for me. Um, I, for me, I, I first started out with the Toronto Youth Cabinet, uh, helping them out like when I was in high school. So I used to take the bus from Scarborough to go all the way downtown at City Hall and advocate for rights for, for youth uh, in Scarborough. And uh, after that, like I've helped out other campaigns uh, with different city councillors, whether and also helped out like provincially um, and federally too, with like different campaigns and so forth. So I've I've been around the block, but I just have I just been in the background. I just haven't yeah, put myself. Yeah. And at least you're involved with politics, like you're in the background, but you're still getting the scoop and you know getting your foot in the door, right? So when yeah. we decide, when we decide, like you said, you're not part of the, you're not that war, but you know the, you know the area. When we decide to put your name in for this by-election, mm -hmm. well, a lot of things. Um, well, for me, in working with other city councilors, um, like I notice when it comes to um, issues pertaining to Scarborough, a lot of them are very quiet, and I've also noticed too that there's a lot of. Um, disagreements when it comes to development in Scarborough. And I think when Scarborough is brought up into any conversations, it's always like a reactive approach. Um, and for me, it's like, well, we shouldn't wait until the RT completely destroyed for you to now have a plan for Scarborough. Like we shouldn't start having a plan for Scarborough because of the rising um, uh, homelessness, the visible homelessness that's happening or you know, um, school shutdowns and all that stuff. Like, it's always a reactive approach when it comes to Scarborough. And I think that we need leaders that actually care about Scarborough, that want to be proactive and plan better for the future and for Scarborough. So for me, I think uh, with my experience right now um, and over the years, like, I, I think I have enough knowledge to... Um, yeah, be that voice for Scarborough. And I know that sounds very cliche, but we seriously need someone that can step up to the plate and not be apologetic to ask for, for things. Um, yeah. And like, like I said about neglect of Scarborough, the RT, well, how many how many years of planning the RT for Scarborough? Scarborough's like, this ward is one of the biggest wards in the whole area, right? Mm -hmm. you know, I, I bike quite often on Lawrence going down to Petticoat Creek when I was just really bickering. I was like, Oh my gosh, yeah. like we can we just see the system here, like it's ridiculous. Yeah. Know? Just a yeah, it, It's it's crazy. And I remember too a few weeks ago I was at an event. It was actually an urban planning event um in like downtown, and they were highlighting uh parts of Wexford because EFT was actually doing a, a project on Wexford. And so I was there and I was like, oh my god, this is so cool to see like some Scarborough stuff. Yeah. Like, Right? It was re really weird. And so I was talking to one of the professors, uh, one of the U of T professors, just about, we we're just talking generally just about politics. And I didn't even tell her that, like, I was thinking of running at the time. But she's like, honestly, one of the biggest reasons why Scarborough doesn't get um, the funding and investments that it needs is because, like I said earlier, the people that are sitting in there in this in their positions comfortably are not advocating for it. Um, once anything needs to be done for like downtown, whether it's like the 504 or the street needs to get fixed, like downtown politicians, like you, you cannot argue with them because they are there, they are gonna be very vocal about what their community needs. And so she's like, yeah, Scarborough just needs that. And she only highlighted one individual out of like 
the few Scarborough reps that she like can think of. And I'm like, no, like there's so many representatives of Scarborough, but for you to only, only one person comes to mind is kind of telling. Yeah, it's sad, yeah. You know, it's kind of yeah. like, everything's, everything's like, like downtown when I did lecture running canvassing last year, everything has to be downtown. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the right, like everything's built downtown, like the like Skydome built downtown, CN, CN Tower, but other like, like the Air Canada thing, like even this thing with the third, they want to bring this third downtown. Like they, mm -hmm. there's so much boards out there. There's just so much property out there, right? Like Scarborough's like so much neglected property. You've seen like Shepherd and Lawrence and all that. Like there's so many, there's an abandoned uh, mill that like Shepherd and uh, Kennedy. I was talking about, I was talking to one of the candidates that that's, that building was sitting there for like 10 years. It's empty. They could just redo it and put some people in there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Years. And I always like pass by there too. And I'm like, well, what are they going to do with it? Right. And also, too, when I look at the development happening, I guess, at Scar well, near Scarborough Town Center, right? Like with the um, proposed condo developments that's happening around uh, Scarborough Town Center, too. Um, it's quite interesting because we're, I'm, I'm so used to the landscape of it just being green, nothing there. And now it's like, oh, well, there's condos now. They're here. The condos have now arrived. Oh, oh that's <laughs> so funny. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. So it's good. So I was gonna say, uh, you mentioned that you that you live in affordable housing too, right? Say one more time. I'm oh, sorry, you live in affordable housing. You said last night. I live, live in, in affordable. Affordable. You're part of affordable housing. You're in a. Yes, 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 yeah. That's, yes. that's good. That's good yes. because that's firsthand. You can experience. You're experiencing all that that's going on there. You you said last night you're debating there, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. So. Um, right now, I work for an, another nonprofit called um, Oakwood. Well, it's the Oakwood Vaughn Community Organization, and essentially, um, they're a neighborhood group that you know cares a lot about their community, uh, about their seniors, about those being displaced, and um, yeah, there's just like a lot of movement happening along Oakwood Vaughn. Uh, some people would uh, associate that neighborhood with like Little Jamaica. Um, however, there is like so much happening there, uh, when it comes to people being displaced, um, seniors not, um, not feeling that they are even a part of the neighborhood anymore because of like the constant change, uh, and even like the violence with youth and some of the, well, especially when you go down to like Keel and Eglinton, um, some of the schools having to shut down temporarily. Um, so there's just like a lot going on. And even when it comes to, again, planning, the city um, zoning laws, uh, when it comes to affordable housing, kind of skipped um, that particular neighborhood, which is quite interesting because a lot of the people in that neighborhood actually need, you know, affordable housing. Um, and so, it's, it's just interesting that um, the city has like its own agenda when it comes to which parts of the, of the city um, can have or can be designated as having like affordable units. So part of some of the work that I do is actually talk to developers and encourage them to have affordable units uh, as a part of their development um, because, you know, and it makes sense coming from like a business perspective, like you're just all about making that profit and that's it, right? But the community should be a part of uh, that discussion. And of course, like they have community consultations, but community sometimes doesn't even know like what their rights are. They don't know what to even advocate for and how they can even be a part of 
the new development that's happening. So um, yeah, that's, I get to be in those conversations in, in the current work that I that I do. Well, hey, last night they had a, the debate question, uh, the 20 questions. Remember they asked, uh, the you had your paddles, yes, no paddles. They said, yeah. did they ask the question was, uh, would you would you resume? Would you consider resuming, I think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I would double check to see what um, the current zoning uh, laws are for, like, that particular, like, neighborhood. Because, like, I don't want to say, like, oh, like, because I don't know if, and that's why I, I think I was maybe neutral. I can't remember if it said yes or no. Yeah, I got on, I got on tape. I'll send you the, I'll send you the yeah, call. Yeah, I can't remember if it said yes, but uh, essentially, like, if the city had designated um, that part of Scarborough to have, like, an X amount of, of new units to have affordable housing, then, like, like I obviously I support that, right? Maybe does it need to have more? Like I don't know. So I would need to do like my own research before I would be like yes or no. I'm not sure if the city already has um, designated. Um, I, like I don't know what the numbers are to to be like yes or no to to that answer. But of course, like I will always advocate for like affordable yeah. house spaces um, in 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 the neighborhood. It's so funny that uh, resorting is so out, it's so out, out, not outdated, but it's it's so hell long due, overdue for changes, you know? Yeah. Like, well, you see, like, just uh, not an example, not about the housing, but uh, Lawrence, uh, between Victoria Park and Farmers, there's no light there. And mm. one, one of my church, one of the churches I go to is over there, it's on Cal Precious Blood. This is about a couple years ago. And yeah. because of the old zoning laws, they said, nope, they have a light Victoria Park and Pharmacy. So there's, between that, that time frame when they zoned it, Buildings have gone up there. There have been like four deaths crossing the street to use the church. Three seniors got in. So this went on for years. And finally, mm -hmm. they advocated to get a light. And actually, kudos to Mr. Thompson, counselor. He fought with that the city. So the city, they made petitions. A lot of signatures. It took them about three years. They finally got the light. Finally, after so many years. But because of, they said because of the old zoning laws, it's not it's not, it's not needed. So that's just a pure mm -hmm. example, right? Like even right. here at Scarborough, they have, uh, like there's all these townhouses here. Couple of years they want to rezone the area to make condos. And like this is all low level housing. There's no condos in this area so far as our building's like 12 floors. That's the highest. But they want mm -hmm. to build like uh 30, 40, three or four condos, like at least 50, uh, four, I think it was like 40 heights or whatever, 40, 40, uh, yeah. But they didn't mm -hmm. get passed because it's a old zoning law. That's called Scarborough, where I live. This is Scarborough on the border of Victoria Park. It's called yeah. Scarborough, but when you go looking for a house, like the new house, it's still called Toronto because of the old zoning law. The address will be Scarborough and whatever the post will go. But when I look for the uh, like new house, I look at the address. Like, still Toronto designated, even though it's Scarborough. You know, sorry. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's so interesting that um, the rules are always changing, but then it's also changing for who, right? Yeah. Um, so even though like they have all these proposals for um, condo developments or even apartments, but it's like who are you um, catering for and also, I always, when it comes to the 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 housing situation, like finances to um comes well at least is is important in terms of how much are people making like a year these days, right? Like, um, we need to also consider um people's like living conditions in terms of like, are you making enough money to afford to live here, um, because it's one thing for you to even have affordable housing, but um, food is expensive, transportation is expensive, 
but yet your wages hasn't increased, right? Um, and so even like when I, I'm like around the neighborhoods and I look at a lot of those um, former like mom and pop shops have like closed down and it oh, makes yes. me sad. And they, and they grew in the neighborhood. We talked about this in a couple of debates, right? You know, mm -hmm. they, they, that, they came from different countries. They immigrated here, like the Jewish area. And that's all based on mom and pop stores. And they built around that community from people coming yeah. over the countries, right? And that's and it's a shame when they get taken up by conglomerates of the big businesses. And it's it's happened many times this year, like Lawrence. There was a hat store on Lawrence and uh, Donville's for many years. And they mm -hmm. finally got taken up into the new Donville, the new plaza they put there. It's unfortunate, you know? I wish there's also there should be like a book or something out there produced how toronto grew with the, as a city for the small mom and pop stores that came from other countries right yeah there are some uh literature funny enough so when i was doing my master's in um business i actually did a study on um business the small businesses along chinatown and i compared them to little jamaica oh. uh, yeah because it's interesting to know like Similar to what you said, why did these businesses start in the first place? And like, how are they surviving now? And of course, like, there's just so much like things to consider, whether that is, you know, the changes of, you know, ethnic communities moving out of the neighborhood. So if you had, you know, uh, a Jamaican store and that was servicing other Jamaicans that lived in the neighborhood, but now they moved to, I don't know, Ajax because they, they now can afford a home, right? So like that uh, movement of people also affects businesses, right? Um, there's not as many uh, foot traffic anymore in a, in a lot of these areas just because of, you know, transportation is one thing I know. And I, I'm thinking on the context of, of Little Jamaica neighborhood where on the sidewalks, um, not on the sidewalks, but on the streets, uh, the law enforcement, the, the, the lovely police officers are so quick to give you a ticket if you run oh, into right. yeah if you run to a store for like five minutes like best believe you're going to get a, a ticket, ticket. Like vultures, just, eh? yeah yeah just to shop you're gonna get a ticket, right so like that and so now when i'm thinking about the context of scarborough and i'm looking at okay like um with the new developments that's happening at the main floor, they're looking to, you know, have retail space, but um, are these spaces uh, pedestrian friendly? Are they car friendly or even cyclist friendly? Um, how, like, what is going to be the movement of people the next like few years? Um, especially now with technology, a lot of things are online. So how are these mom and pop shops going to survive with, uh, the new innovation. Some, some sorry, some of their uh, sorry, interrupting. Some of the yeah. uh, like the, the kids that grew up with the mom and pop, they don't want to take it with the business, right? They'd rather do their own thing. So that's why they yeah. kind of go under, you know. You still have that. that did, how did you do in that article that you your for your school? Did it did you uh, get graded on that or what? Yeah, so it was my business consultancy like uh, part. Oh, wow. so, um, what happened was that during that time, I was working as an operations manager for. A nonprofit called Black Urbanism, okay. and yeah, I know what I heard about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, that's a that's a whole that's a whole interview on itself. That that top Black Urbanism, people don't. Mm -hmm. I, I, you want to just tell briefly what that is because I know what that is. You know. Yeah, yeah. So Black Urbanism right now uh, is a well, right now is grassroots, but you know, next few years I'll be like 
uh, well-known household uh, nonprofit, or, or or could maybe be a for-profit. Essentially, their yeah, their mission is to like amplify the voices of 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 the Black uh, community. Um, their main focus, uh, at least during the time that I was with them, was to support the businesses along Eglinton West that were like severely affected by the LRT. And um, right now, uh, part of their mandate is to create something called a community land trust um, using, uh, well, really to support the commercial like landscape of Little Jamaica. So CLTs have been like around for like a long time. Uh, other communities such as like Parkdale and Kensington have been able to like use that model to secure like community assets. So what they're trying to do in the neighborhood is to secure uh, a lot of the, you know, the, um, I would like to say iconic uh, businesses on Eglinton and to do that through like um, getting the community together, buying assets um, so that they can stay in the long-term. So like I was able to, to be, and I still support them in, in their efforts to, yeah, support the it's just like what you're talking about the uh, the black urban and it's really funny is now with all the culture coming up i mean like the acceptance you know, yeah. you know giving more programs and education and funding for blacks and all of the ethnic backgrounds it's funny like here's an example they're supporting the black community they give them the funding they give them schools they give them support they give them what you know but yeah it comes down to it if i walk down the street with my all my all my nephews and nieces are black by the way if i go down the street <laughs> And they, I'll be, we've, we've been poor. We've been followed by cops. So what does mm -hmm. that tell you? What has changed? We're, we're supporting the black community, but yet they're the first ones to get arrested and busted. Mm -hmm. right? I'm just right. Gonna, I'm I mean, don't be mean about it, but it's still true, right? That prejudice is still there, old school out there, right? And then it's nice to have accepted with the residential schools where, you know, we're apologizing, we're accepting, recognizing the native lands and all. It's all because of guilt and son, but I'm, uh, guilt is necessary, but still to this day, like I have friends that are black and I, he's a businessman. He was the other day, he got accosted by a cop with his family because he was hanging around waiting for his wife to come out of the store. And a cop pulled him over and says, can I say your license? And he said, mm -hmm. why? And they got accosted. And he's a black guy. He's from Jamaica. Oh, speaking of Jamaica, do you do Jamaican cooking? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I, well, my brother-in-law's from Jamaica. My brother-in-law's from, brother from Old Sharia's. My brother-in-law. Okay, yeah, Ochi. Okay. Yeah, nice. yeah. So he, he's all, his whole family's from Jamaica. So I, he does some of the Jamaican cooking. That's why I asked you. Do you make the old, do you make the rum cake? Jamaican rum no. cake? Oh, you know what? My aunt makes that. <laughs> it's, it's so I good, can, yeah. I can do yeah. like the basic stuff. I can do like the acting sausage, you know, jerk chicken, I can do. But when it comes to more, uh, like they have this thing called rundown. I don't know if you ever heard of that. Like I can't make that. Like that's is that the, patty? Is that the little patties thing? Patties? I don't even make patties. I just go to the store and buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I know even the Indian stores now. Like mom, my mom's by herself sometimes, so she buys. Mm -hmm. I buy the frozen products. Like mom, let me make everything from scratch. Oh, no, it's taking up too much of your time because we grew up with Indian cooking. My mom, my mom's Irish, but she, I, every Saturday was Irish stew. Every yeah. Saturday. So when people when I join the military and they serve me Irish stew for our price, they take it away from me. I don't want it. I don't want it. But I love Jamaican food. I like down uh -huh. on uh, Carabana. You know what's really funny? Carabana, like years ago. You can get the mm -hmm. homemade Jamaican the, the sauce made for the, the jerk chicken. So now when you yeah. go down there, I say, I can taste the difference. I go, you didn't make this. You bought it. I go, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> I don't like that. I, I like the homemade sauce. There used to be one lady, she was in her 70s, and she was the Molcheria. She, she used to have a little vending stuff on the on the Caribbean, on the university, back in the university. No, sorry, Lakeshore. And she was mm -hmm. always there making the homemade sauce. She did, she did. I think three days to make the homemade sauce for, for the jerk chicken, and she... Now she's gone. I mean, I missed that for so many years. I'm getting used to it, right? But that's why I asked for Jamaican cooking. Uh you got you say I have six, you have five siblings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how they how they feel about you uh running for uh for council? You know, they're they're my little minions. I, I have them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The other day I was thinking, I didn't tell my mom about I'll tell her after this, but I was like, wow, like good thing my mom had all of us together because it's a little like team right now. Like uh, now I understand. Your mom that. doesn't know you're in the you're in for cows? No, no, of course. Yeah, she okay. helps. No, just the thought of um, I'm just so grateful to have all my siblings because yeah. I can put them, you know, that's why. <laughs> I was just like, wow, it's like a great thing that we're all um, here because the purpose is actually not to help you. It's actually to help me win this campaign. <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Are they, are they any of them uh, got, uh, kids themselves, your, your siblings? No, 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 no. You're the oldest out of the bunch, right? Say that part one time. You're the, you're the oldest one? Yeah, I'm the eldest, yeah. Oh, okay, that's, yeah. Cool. that's cool. Is your Fine. dad, is your dad, mom, your mom, your dad still alive too? Yeah, my parents are still here. Oh, that's good, that's good. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you, so like, uh, I know, you, I know you've been volunteering quite a bit. I look at your background and mm -hmm. uh, uh, I was going to ask you, a, I also pick people with different questions, so I'll ask you the question. So when you start volunteering the first time, um, and was, did somebody ever come back to you for the first time and just say, you know what, Jessica, thank you so much for your help, and I really appreciate it, and just you made a difference. Has it ever happened to you? Yeah. Um, you want to tell us a story? Yeah, well, I, I uh, you know, it's really funny. A couple years ago, I was um, looking... Well, why do I need to find a place? Well, anyways, I needed to to volunteer at a. Well, I guess one one example that comes up to mind is when I was in high school. Um, one of the first places I volunteered for was uh, the East Scarborough um, storefront. At the time, it was called the storefront, but now it's called the East Scarborough storefront. Um, and funny enough, my mom pushed me to volunteer for them. At the at the time, I was like, I don't want to volunteer for them, <laughs> but I. I used their services like growing up, right? And I was really familiar with the staff and everything. So of course, like when you're high school, you need to get your hours, right? So, and they were conveniently like not, to, they moved to the former police station at the time. So it was uh, good that they were conveniently like walking distance for me. Um, and so I volunteered there for like a few years actually. And I remember, I needed to leave just because I ended up moving out of the neighborhood and a whole bunch of like stuff was happening. And I remember just, you know, getting my uh, first volunteer appreciation, um, having conversations with uh, the MP at the time, her name was like Margaret Best, um, having conversations with her. And that was like the first time like I met like a politician and I was like 14 at the time. And yeah, even to this day too, like uh, I, I still have conversations that of people that I've helped out with volunteering and they're like, yeah, I remember you. I remember you helping me with my resume, typing it up because at that time, not a lot of people had computers. And so like I would 
type up people's resumes or I would help them with their email accounts and all that like base is basic to us now but a few years ago it wasn't so people like if I'm like around or in park and stuff they're like yeah I remember you like you helped me with this and that and I'm like oh that's nice. great <laughs> and it, feel, it feels great huh mm -hmm. it, yeah, it just makes makes you kind of like want to do more you want to you know like drive the selfless act of just doing more you know there's nothing in it for you personally but just like you know helping me build and that's what I like about all you can is like this that's why I got involved with this ward because all the I know some of them last year, but the, watching all you guys last few weeks with all your debates and just yesterday is just all that passion each one of you, you know. And as Trevor Sutton said, like whoever gets in, they'll make a difference right now. We know that. You know, it's really yeah. nice to say we can actually say like either you or any of the others get in, we can actually say we have confidence in each one of you that you're gonna make a difference because you haven't seen that in a long time in any of the wards, especially this 2420 is one of the big right. wards. But that's so true. Like, you know, just there's no fear like, oh, I hope she doesn't get or he's going to get. But you know what? There's that, that fear is not there. I saw, I talked to a lot of people in the last few weeks down in the area. And they said, you know, I've seen the candidates get to know them. Said, I got every confidence in every one of them. Every one of them that whoever make, gets in will make a difference. And I even asked, I was going to ask a question at the thing last night. I was going to, I didn't get a chance because one question, remember they asked again, if you didn't get it, who would you vote for? Yeah. <laughs> I know party paid you off, that guy. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> No, so, uh, <laughs> and I like have a little bond I guess now well not well actually from before so believe it or not one day I was um driving along Kingston Road and um I was passing through one of those bars and they were setting up for like an event and they're like can you come back in like an hour we're gonna have like this amazing event blah 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 I was like okay sure no problem so to um I was also canvassing at the same time. So where I was parking my car, Parthi was uh, was just setting up his office space across the street. And I was on the phone with my friend uh, and I was like, I feel like he's a candidate, but I'm not sure, right? So, and I was like afraid to like approach him because I was like, oh, I don't know if I should go or I know like polit politicians do this. I don't know if you're like friendly or not. But my friend encouraged me. She's like, you know, just go and talk to him. Just be yourself, whatever. I'm like, okay, cool. So I go and I approach him. And honestly, Parthi was like the nicest person, like just gave me like the lowdown of like what's going on. And um, and he was just open to about himself. And funny enough, found out too that we went to the same middle school. Um, of course, wow, small world. yeah, small world. But he was there obviously like years before me. But uh, yeah, and That's yeah. So funny. That's so funny. We, uh, my, my, my question I was going to ask you was, uh, oh, you can, it's like, I didn't get a chance. I asked this to Kevin last year. I said, if you get in, knowing all the other candidates, their backgrounds and their credentials and their work ethics and their volunteering, if you, when you're looking for staff, would you consider one of the other candidates being part of your staff? Yeah, of course. You have to use, yeah, use all the small people, all the smart, well, smart people use other smart people to get things yeah. done. So. I will definitely. Yeah, that's a question I asked some of the candidates. Like, yeah. knowing that they're, you know, the backgrounds and they're running against you. But even though, like, even like when I was running for mayor, I said, I'd take you and me, like, as my staff because I know what you like. I know how you work in the community. You know, it's mm -hmm. easier just because you know them. It's easier than looking for somebody, right? Because they're a lot more convenient than searching for somebody, you know? Right. Yeah. And someone asked me to, uh, in the last debate at uh, Birchmount, to if I would use the former staff that Crawford had because they have already done the oh, work okay. there. And I was like, sure, why not? Because 
I think it's better to um, start with people that already know what's going on. Stuff, yeah, and start from scratch, right? Yeah, so I'm about working with, and, and I hope I got to explain that yesterday too, is that the organizations that are already doing the work, like I'm all about collaboration. I'm all about getting people that have experience in the background to do the work, right? Like it's one thing to have the passion, but like we also need people that have the technical skills to to move things forward. So and people can turn to you now they see your politics and you're the pro you're the forefront. You know, mm -hmm. as you're there, you're known, right? Like people come to you and say, I watch you one day come and say, Oh, you inspire me, you ran for as a candidate, you inspire me to run, you know, come back and right now, you know that whole find the wall, you know, right now. What you're saying right now is the people watching this interview and the debate last night be on air. They'll be, you don't know who's who are you gonna affect out there that's gonna be in a positive way and gonna say what she inspired me. And then we forget your name through the years and they'll run to you 20 years later. You inspire me to run for candidates for a candidate or do this, or you volunteer work, you know. That's just this nice, you know, it's a the, the chain the chain reaction of a positive nature, which is you doing a positive thing, right? I got uh <laughs> three minutes, three minutes left. Uh oh, I heard that you're a good singer. <laughs> yeah who told you who told you i do my background check we military guys get our background on the people <laughs> you sung before in places you know what so when i actually funny enough so when i used to live um on uh, eglinton uh, my mom actually used to push me to go to vocal classes oh, so, so pushy man wow <laughs> i love her oh, i gotta meet this lady <laughs> Sorry, go on. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I used to do vocals from like a young age, and then I oh sorry, my phone battery is just about to die. Sorry. Okay, yes, yeah, so I do vocals. Um, also, when I was in university, I I continued on with vocals as well. Um, but yeah, I I don't sing professionally. I guess I sing in my mind now, but I yeah, don't. Yeah. Hey, maybe the next debate I'll do is you could just sing your platform. What do you think? Maybe that would be an interesting way I'll to get. I'll get my armor and I kind of go, mm, go ahead. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so we got two minutes and uh, uh, I'll, I'll ask you quickly, if you get if you get elected, what's two most things you want to do for the community that's really needed? Yeah, well, team, well, there's just a lot of, I want to say micro things, but just quick fixes that people have, whether it's just fixing lights, or just even bringing in uh, stop signs, um, like those quick fixes. Yeah. Like the little things that make a difference, right? Yeah, yeah. it's amazing, you know? Those that are already pending, like I will make sure to like to get those stuff done. Um, and then the second thing would be um, get done. Um, oh, Cause there's just so many needs in that neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> I, I okay, just one thing's enough. One thing's enough. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say, uh, what, what do you like before I got one minute? Left, what do you like doing for hobbies before I get cut off here? For for hobbies, like I like playing sports. Um, yeah. funny enough, like I do play drop in ball hockey at Bridgemount. Oh, um, and uh, hopefully next week I'll get to play some volleyball drop in at Don McGon Don Montgomery. So yeah, those are stuff that I I like to do. Like just mixing with the community and all that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Always around. <laughs> yeah, six siblings, right? Gotta get, gotta get out of the house, right? Shoot pack from there, right? <laughs> That's good. So, I got one minute. Uh, do you want to just okay? So, uh, why should people elect you? Just tell them in less than one minute. 
Mm-hmm. People should elect me because you need someone new. You need a young person that cares, that has some smarts to them. Um, I think those are like the key main things. You just need a new face to, to represent Scarborough. So. I got less than what I'm going to get tired of one minute. Just want to say thank you much, Jessica, for coming on the show. I'll give you a copy. I'll put it on the net. You'll see it on the website. And I'll see you on Tuesday for the next one. And yes. much appreciation. I value your opinion and I value your just helping with the community. So thank you so much. Time to eat some lunch. <laughs> you know, and uh, yeah, so I'll see you next Tuesday. You know? Yeah. You. Consider, the singing, consider the singing part. It might be good. You never know, right? Yeah, okay. okay. Thanks a lot, Jessica. Have a good day. Okay.